Hello, and welcome to the Mystic Cast, where you join Jack Stafford and Deborah Littleboy, members of the Aetherius Society, the cosmic religion for the Aquarian Age, as we break down the barriers between religion, science, metaphysics, philosophy, and mysticism, all of which are really only aspects of the self-same quest for truth. Please note, this is an independent program not produced or fact-checked by the Aetherius Society. Today, our guest is Emma Farrell. Emma, how are you doing? Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thanks for inviting me onto your show. It's our pleasure. We're really uh, we're attracted by um, well the divic, the divas. We're more interested in than you're more into the is that the plants. We're interested in the uh, we've a, a lot of study with the divas, which are the uh, nature spirits. You know the fairies, the the elves. Uh, in our in our teachings, that we bless the those who give thanks. And I think you're a thanksgiver. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. So yeah, I mean, when you work with the the plants and the plant spirits, you can't help but come across the nature spirits as well, the the fae, etc. Because because the plants act as kind of like gateways into those realms. So yes, I work with the spirits of the plants, but I also like to journey into those realms as well. So mm-hmm. I'm sure we've got lots of. Uh, Lots of things to uh, compare and uh, contrast. Between. So, how did you get in? You've just uh, have you not forgotten what we've all forgotten? Then, since you were a child, you've you've remembered. Because when many young children see fairies, how did the journey start for you? Um. So yeah, I mean, yeah, as a child, I think all of us were, you know, into fairies, and um, we we're blessed that the Victorians managed to save the the knowledge of the fairies in their stories, etc. Although they did kind of do the those beings a misservice, a disservice, really, um, by making them kind of into caricatures that sit under toadstools, etc. And that's not really what they are at all. Um, and that's a lovely way of remembering them. But actually. Um, you know, those those realms are really quite vast and they they have a really huge diversity of, of beings that live in them. And so as a child, yeah, I was really interested in them. But obviously, as I grew up and I kind of, we get kind of conditioned into um, only focusing on the, the physical world through all of our schooling, et cetera, and having to earn a living. Um, but it wasn't until um, I started working with plants um, in my kind of early 30s um, that I really started to kind of like open up to those realms again. So, yeah, it was actually my journey with the plants that that took me there. Mm. I'm bringing Deborah here because she has a, has a wonderful garden and she has studied also the books of Jeffrey Hodgson, who's a theosophist who saw many interesting experiences with the divas. What I'm interested in, you said you started to work with plants again. Was that sort of like as a, um, in a nursery or um, when, when you say you, you started to work with plants, what, what was it, what form did that take? So I've always been interested in consciousness expansion. That's an, an exploration. That's been my kind of thing, really. So I was studying um, my master's degree in Tibetan Buddhism, actually, in Tuscany, um, when somebody invited me to a plant medicine ceremony. And um, it was with a, um, a root of an African uh, plant um, that they were doing, a, a, that they worked with ceremonially it's for healing. And so um, usually that group worked with um, people to help them with their addictions with this particular group, which is called Iboga. And, um, but they were putting together a group of more spiritual people, um, meditators, to see what the effect would be um, with people um, who were on a spiritual path because it's a psychoactive plant. And so I went to this uh, ceremony and really kind of considered working with plants for my spiritual development. I was more into meditation, um, yoga, uh, lucid dreaming, that kind of thing. And then um, and then I, I was in the ceremony and had a conversation with the spirit of this plant and it just blew my mind. I was like, okay, right, okay, this so is a conversation. Sorry to talk into you, but before yeah. I miss that, that segue, if you want, what, 
what what did the plant say to you and how did it how did it express itself so it spoke to me as i was because i was studying my uh, masters at that time and it taught it spoke to me in buddhist concepts so i was there i'm always i'm just a, i think i'm going to be a student till i die you know i always want to, i'm kind of i love learning and so i just wanted to know from this plant spirit what what can you te- teach me about these particular concepts that i'm learning in buddhism and then it it taught me and it allowed me to have um, a direct experience of of those um, concepts through the mind. So um, the the concept of um, emptiness. I wanted to understand that more because you're taught in Tibetan Buddhism and modern Buddhism that it's very difficult to have a direct experience of emptiness, and it, it's not with the plants. And so um, the 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 iboga allowed me to sit there with um, not not a thought in my mind. It was like a dissolution of self. And I just, I'd say at least half an hour to an hour, I, I lost concept of the time, but it was a long time. And I was just sat in this vast, vast space of just the natural mind, which um, I understand as being stillness, silence, and spaciousness. And so um, I experienced that directly with no thoughts. And so it was absolutely stunning. And then, so it was not only teaching me and having kind of, kind of like this direct um, kind of like transmission, if you like, of information, because I'm quite kind of um, visual on the inner planes. And so it appeared to me as a plant itself. Um, and so um, so not only was it kind of like giving me information about what I was asking it, things to do with my own spiritual development, things to do with um, what I was learning, things to do with kind of like issues that I've got in my life. And I was receiving answers of truth from this plant spirit, which, which really kind of, you know, just blew my mind. Like, okay, this is where truth is. Cause I, you know, losing kind of faith in the world sometimes, you know, we go through phases where we perhaps in our spiritual development, where we struggle to kind of trust things in the external world. And so, so yeah, the, it was um, really, and I would test the the plant spirit actually. I was testing it to make sure it was telling me the truth. And it was, it yeah, and it was. So that just opened my mind into, wow, okay, what have other plants got to tell me? This is an African plant. What has what have my own plants of my own land got to say? So yeah. And how do you connect with the plants? And do you always ingest them, or can you just connect with the plant behind you, for example? Um. So couple of ways yeah i work with the live plants of course um uh, and the and the trees uh, but i also uh, work and have my own flower and plant essence range so i work with vibrational remedies so i um uh, capture the vibrational frequency uh, the bioresonance of the plant in water and then you can fix that with some some alcohol that fixes the vibration and then I ingest that. You don't necessarily need to ingest it. If you're quite sensitive, you can put it on pulse points or just hold the bottle. And it's that frequency, that kind of vibration, because everything's vibration, um, that the, the spirit of the plant, the consciousness of the plant can work through that vibration into that remedy. So by ingesting that um, an essence of a plant, you can communicate with the, the consciousness of it, the spirit of it. So that's primarily how I work. However, when I um, take people through a process of an initiation with a plant, where I hold space for people to be initiated by the plant spirits themselves into that plant spirits world, um, into a new kind of reality, if you like, because you're stepping into the the kind of like the the, the conscious space of of the plant spirit. When I take people through that. I um, make, if it's an edible plant and tree, I make um, medicines from the different parts of the plant, the roots, the, the, the leaves, the blossoms, et cetera, decoctions, tinctures, et cetera. And we kind of create a, a magical elixir um, that we all blend together di- biodynamically. And um, so we mix it for an hour and put all our prayers into it and all our blessings um, and all our gratitude. And then, and then that's all we drink for three days. And we just fast and consume that. And then we do lots of kind of um, shamanic journeying and 
creative work and even dancing to embody the plant and just allow the plant spirit to work through us and so we can see how it can and, and receive healing from it so yeah it's not a bit like the past therapies is is that does that work in the same way when you when you um, stabilize the vibrations is that in the would you tell people to have three or four drops for anxiety if you take in the same in the same way as um joseph batch would would have put together his his medicine yeah, yeah. yeah it's very it's a similar concept um i think the batch remedies that we've got today and that you can buy in the the, the pharmacies i don't think they're made in co-creation with the plant spirits anymore and so I find them quite, um, they work, but what they do is they kind of like, I find them quite two-dimensional um, in that, you know, just say, okay, I'm feeling anger. And so I want, I, it recommends folly and it kind of cancels out the anger. What I, the, the way I work with is my essences or an, another plant spirit healer or plant spirit herbalist. Um, create the uh, remedies, the essences in co-creation with the plant spirit. And so it makes it much more dynamic. And my intention is not to cancel things out. It's to bring things to conscious awareness so that we can learn from it. So it's not, it's not, you know, uh, it's not always an easy path, you know, looking at the stuff that it's bringing out of our subconscious, but it's a, a, a healing path because it's only through shining the the light of awareness onto these kind of shadowy parts of our psyche, are we able to actually heal and, and bring balance? So rather than canceling out, they actually illuminate. So just, just and, and I think it's just kind of the intention when, when you're making remedies and vibrational remedies, the, the producer is very important in that process as well. Just as in quantum physics, the observer is important to whether it's a wave or a particle. And so um, with the essences, if, if your intention as the producer is to create a remedy that's going to illuminate and, and bring things up for people to see, then that's what it'll do. It's in co-creation with the plant spirit. It's, it's very dynamic in that. Um, but if you, and, 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 by, and the same on the other way, if it's just to kind of like, cancel out certain frequencies in people's energy fields to support them through difficult times, then it will do that as well. So they do both. So, the balance, so, so you've got a balancing thing going on. Do, do you actually ask for, for permission before you start to use the, um, before you start to work in, in conjunction? Is it very much a case of um, in, you go from a place of reverence to, to the plant spirit? Yes, absolutely. So before I make any essence, I will have made um, I will have made contact with that plant spirit. I will have um, it's it's all a case of entering into a sacred space with them because um, when you the plant spirits teach us about sacredness, and the more you honor them and respect them in in what they can do and who they are then the more you will resonate with them because you're you're asking to step into that that sacred space with them it's like when you have when you visit a sacred stone circle for example um you know in in our landscape if you just arrived with a camera um and you just walked into the stone circle took some pictures and left that's the experience you're going to have it's quite kind of like just um you know kind of uh, disconnected really but if you stand outside of a stone circle and ask permission to enter into that sacred space, you're going to have a much more deeper connection to the ancestors who built it, to the David spirit of that place, etc. And so your experience will be much more profound. And it's the same with the plant spirits. You know, you're you're entering into that unseen realm with them, and so just stepping into that space um, in in a sacred way. And so I I work ceremonially ceremonially with them. Um, make offerings um, and, and of course ask permission to work with them if they'd like to work with me and if I could be their student um, and so yeah I enter into a process where I will do um, spend a long time kind of meditating with that plant journeying with it um, and then and then make the essence and start kind of taking that as well so and, and the teas you know I, I work with them strong 
decoctions and teas, infusions. So um, during that process, just to really get to know that plant spirit and, and whether, yeah, whether it wants to work with me. It's a, it's a co-creation and it's an agreement. So I don't ever, you know, I think there's that line, isn't there, where you could, you don't, you, it's a, it has to be a, an agreement because if you start influencing anything, uh, human or non-human or discarnate or carnate, incarnate beings, if you start influencing them without their permission, then that's kind of erring on the side of kind of dark stuff. So we always have to, you know, stay in alignment with, with the divine and, and ask permission for sure. We're taught, and I'm, I'm trying to find a, a, a parallel between what we've been what we what we've been taught in the society, and what you're experiencing. So, in the society, we're told that there are hierarchical levels of the whole Devic kingdom, and we start with very simple, very simple levels, which are the gnomes, which look after the bulbs, and the fairies, which Take care of the plant essences, and 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 will will work with them. The elementals would be another way of using the words, the the, the phrases we're using. But above those, so they they, they have very limited consciousness. The the, the, the tiny beings that, that have a set job to do. So in other words, building up the essence of this plant, the aura of this plant, and that's what they do. Happily, time up one one thing, time after time after time after time, singing, you know, be, you know, with, in a high vibrational way. So, so we get this this beautiful essence of a, a rose, let's say. But above, so so that's a very limited in the way of consciousness. They know what they're doing. They've got their rules. They do it time after time, set to rule. They don't they don't move away from it. So we've got, but then we're told there's like an um, an overseer. Of 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 all the plants, if you, if you want, so um, if and we call them the higher the higher divic kingdom, and so we got like the the divas that are in charge of the wind, and we've got the diva which are um, the divas of fire, but they, but they're all in in a hierarchy. So I think what I'm asking is is that it is do do you see a similar in that the plant spirit that you that you work with, say with the with the plant that's behind you, does it acknowledge that there is a higher force that it that is working in line with? Is that something that you've that you've come across? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure there'll be similarities within our categorization of these devas. But yeah, there is this kind of hierarchy and we're, we are limited with language aren't we because it's kind of yeah it, it's I don't really like using hierarchy because you know I love them all and you know they're all they're all super important and so for me it's more kind of like a sphere of, of these beings but yeah for, for us to understand it yeah so there is definitely a hierarchy so in because I'm trained in um and, and kind of I am Celtic <laughs> um then that my understanding comes from that. And so when I go into the um, plant kingdom or queendom, when I go into the, the other world, it's kind of those kind of beings, the mythology and the, the, the spirits of our lands um, that, that I encounter. And with, with plants and trees, so um, in, in my tradition, so you've got the, the, the spirit of this particular plant, Okay, so it's got a um, a personality. We all recognize that the trees in the garden, in our gardens, have unique personalities. You know, one oak tree will have a different kind of personality from another. Okay, we, we do anthropomorphize a little bit, you know, and kind of impute our, um, our kind of human traits onto them, but th that's okay, I think. It's a way of understanding them. And, um, but... That personality from that plant or tree is created from the soul forces of the earth. So we've got, so everything is made up of the elements, you know, the earth, air, fire, and water. And so the, the, that, that creates the body of the plant and the body of humans as well. And so they have, we've got this earth and uh, earth, um, earthly body um, that's animated by all the, the other elements and animated by this kind of like this, um, the spark of life. 
but also through that our personality evolves. So our unique personality for this lifetime, like me in this lifetime, is going to be different to me in another lifetime. But the, what comes through that is an overarching eternal aspect. And so we have an eternal aspect that has, and I don't want to say past lives because it's misleading, I find that, but other lives. So we have experience of other lives with this eternal aspect of us, um, you know, and in all traditions, wisdom traditions, and probably in yours as well, there's, you know, there's, there's a name for that and an understanding of that aspect, that, that dual nature as, of humans. But it's the same for the plants and trees as well. So they have this kind of their own unique personality, but they've got this overarching Davic um, spirit of their genus, overarching Davic spirit of the species and the genus. So yes, absolutely. And it's that overarching Davic spirit that, uh, and there's many names for that as well, um, it's that spirit that I work with. And so just through intention, I mean, yeah, I can, you know, go and speak to individual plants and I'll meditate under the trees, et cetera, and connect to those and receive healing and, and kind of things and, and give offerings to that unique, that individual tree or plant. But actually, when it comes to my work and when it comes to my kind of um, exploration and kind of um, uh, relationship building with that, that plant spirit, it will be with that overarching David spirit. Within that realm, there is a hierarchy, of course. There's kind of like, there's, there's um, differences of de densities within that realm. And so, you know, we get um, some plant spirits that kind of just operate more on an astral level. And then we've got plant spirits that really operate from a very fine vibrational level, like, you know, kind of blueprint level. So, um, yeah, absolutely. We have a, a similar understanding. That's, thank you for explaining it that way, because now it makes, now, now I can see, clearly see the, the link between what you're doing and what, what our teaching say. Words are so clumsy, aren't they, mm. Emma? I, I say a word, you say a word, and they just like, well, let's get the dictionary out. But we have a prayer which was given to us by the Master Jesus, or a set of prayers called the 12 Blessings, <laughs> which is Jack Stephan. I just happened to have here. Yeah, yeah my... The fifth, the fifth blessing is a blessing to the Devic kingdom, or rather it's to the thanks givers. So it's those people that recognize what you've just explained so mm. beautifully, recognize that there is this whole realm of um, consciousness that directly affects our lives. And the people that have, have invested the time to know that, that it exists and give thanks for it, which is where my question with, uh, do you ask permission before, you know, so do you enter into this dialogue? Are you, are you, um, are, are you working with them? So the, the fifth blessing is all about sending energy, which we do through prayer, through our chakras in our hands, bring it through, through our heart and out to the soul of the people, the thanksgivers, which Jack, I think, said that you were the, and I no, believe just, that you just are let that, Just let that, let that sink in for a minute, Emma, that the Master Jesus has come back, came back to give an update to the Sermon on the Mount with a cosmic aspect, and you are one of the people he chose to thank of all the, the people. I mean, he... He blessed this. The twelve blessings are those who work for peace. Obviously, those are that's a pretty important one. The wise ones are ascended masters. You know, people on the who've passed, who've reached enlightenment, cosmic consciousness, ascension, and don't not being reborn anymore. More those guys deserve thanks. Those who love, of course, the planetary ones. Who those are beings like Jesus who come from other worlds, incarnate in our uh, cycle. They they deserve thanks. Yeah, the thanksgivers. That's you, number five. Then those who heal, obviously healing deserves it. And then we go on to the more, much more evolved masters, the Mother Earth, the Mighty Sun, the Supreme Lords of Karma, the Galaxy, the Supreme Lords of Creation, and then the Absolute. So you're in a, you're in good company. So I still don't quite understand what a thanksgiver is. Well, let me read you a short extract. 
In these days, few men on this world ever give thanks to the Devic realms for their tireless work on behalf of backward mankind. Those who do this are remembered by the gods. This, this is you. And then the Master Jesus comes on. This is the fifth blessing. So that was from Saint Guling, who from the spiritual hierarchy of Earth. And then the Master Jesus says, O sweet and most wonderful children, you are now being filled with the power and love of Holy God. Blessed are the thanksgivers, for they turn great tides of energy and direct these towards their objectives. Blessed are they who have expended enough energy themselves so that they may know of the existence of the Devic Kingdom and knowing this, live in eternal thanks for its work. Blessed are these ones. They walk in lonely silence upon the shores of many seas, sending out beams of their love to mighty Neptune and his hosts. They labor in a thousand fields and oft-times give thanks unto those who protect the fertility of their seed. They walk through a thousand woods, sending out rays of thought from their minds to those who dwell in man's invisibility therein. I say unto you now that those ones are indeed thrice blessed, for they demonstrate their belief and love of God in a most practical way. It dawns upon these ones what debt they owe to their devic helpers. These are the ones who pay their spiritual debt to those who sacrifice in order to render to them great service, which results in a definite road through experience. Thrice blessed are they who send their power and love to the divas, who walk in the rain with bared heads and bless those who shake the clouds, who stand in flood and bless those who have sent it, Ordinary man, by his wrong thought and action, has for countless centuries sent streams of power to the divas, power discolored by his uncontrolled emotion. The divas, having no other tools but those of man, have had to make flood and drought. Man is responsible for all these, and all these will be reckoned in his karma. Thrice blessed are they who provide the divas with the spiritual tools, so that they may build their empires upon the rock of balance. O children of God, walk ye into the night and thank your God for it. Walk ye into the dawn and thank your God for it. Walk ye into the sunset and thank your God for it, and you will be helping the silent workers to preserve balance for you. Thrice blessed are those who have done this, and this is now, by now. So endeth the fifth blessing. Brings tears to my eyes. That's just beautiful. Gosh, yeah. Well, I think um, that just having a practice of gratitude, you know, I teach this to my students, having that a practice of gratitude is so important, you know. So that's part, part of why I, you know, give offerings is to give gratitude. You know, because um, that's what keeps us in our heart and that's how we communicate with those realms is, is through the heart. So gratitude keeps us in that space. And so it's like this biofeedback mechanism, by, uh, you know, giving, giving thanks um, and keeps us in balance. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. We called by, we called by Dr. King in a, in a lecture that... If we all appreciated what the, what the Devic Kingdom was and how it worked, and it could only it only operates by the, by the thoughts and vibrations that we give it. So, in other words, we um, if we all did that and we should be, we were sending out the correct thoughts and vibrations to them, then we wouldn't have to suffer floods, drought, and all the earthquakes etc that wouldn't happen and he went on to say mm. that even the because he was in california at the time even the orange groves wouldn't need to be watered because they would get to the exact ounce the amount of rainwater they needed to flourish because they if the divas are given the you know the correct vibrations then they then everything then just fits in perfectly and it's and it, yeah, it also um, speaks to me about, you know, I believe that our true role is being guardians of the earth. And so and we've forgotten that, you know, we've forgotten our role in that, you know. Mm -hmm. And so even if you don't own the piece of land that you live on, you're still living on that land. So therefore you are guardian of it. And therefore, it's your responsibility to live in harmony, to make sure that all of the earth energies are balanced. You're living in harmony with the unseen beings that are there. 
And um, yeah, absolutely, I'm sure. And I'm sure as well that, you know, the Steiner, uh, Rudolf Steiner system of biodynamic agriculture and farming uh, works mm. along those principles as well. Um, so, so yeah, that makes, that makes sense to me. There's also this book, Life on the Other Planets, which is out of print at the moment, but it describes some of the plant life on other and on other worlds, because not at this, not at this realm, not at this frequency. Because if you go to Mars, Venus now, it's not. There's no one there at this frequency. But on a higher frequency, it's fully populated, and the plants there, you can have conversations with them. More intelligent than many people on this earth. Um, is that right, Deborah? <laughs> yeah, and and they can and they move themselves about to suit the suit where they need to go, mm. and. And and the what we were told what we're told is they were again another one of our master's lectures is is that's not as crazy as it seems because just think of tumbleweed that actually moves itself to where it needs to be to to into you know into a place where it's going to flush and grow so our plants do move around but when when it was um. In, in life on the present planets, the way that it's explained, it's almost like you see the plant going right. Oh, then I'm up. I'm up, I'm off over there. But but it's a, it's just a very much more um, a highly highly evolved um, consciousness, which makes sense because as we raise our vibrations, we're all going to be a bit smarter, aren't we? And and we and we do need to be raising our vibrations. Uh, just as a as a planetary race, we're in a in a horribly ir, ir, sorry um, ignorant mess. If everybody yeah. knew what what you know, and hopefully a few more people will know what you know if they see this podcast, then then it might just give them, you know, a sense of responsibility, and that's just so important. Um, it's it's just seeing that we're. We're banging a very lonely drum at the moment, and we do need to get the message out there that, yeah. Yeah, I think it's growing, though. You know, I think the awareness is growing and the acceptance. You know, I used to run an event in London many years ago, not that long ago, about 10 years ago, um, called Planet Consciousness. And it, when I think it was 2012 I, that that was launched. And um, when I first launched it, people were kind of like, what are you talking about? Are you bonkers doing a big event in London about plant spirits? Um, but by the time it had finished, like five years later, when you know, I ran it every year for five years, after about five years, the, the scene and the understanding of nature and, and that we are nature, we're not separate from it, and that, you know, animism uh, is a thing and, you know, plants have consciousness and scientific kind of uh, lots of scientific um uh, research into it as well on the scientific side um that that was huge just five years later and so I'm just seeing there's just much more of an acceptance of this in the general populace even if people aren't interested or motivated to go and look into it or explore it they they just accept it so I think there's definitely a, a kind of like a, a, a consciousness expansion uh, around this for sure um, what do you think of ayahuasca? Is it uh, has it been a help or a hindrance? Because people, when you say I oh, work with plant medicine, people think, "Oh, my, I have to go to the Amazon to get that." But you're in Somerset working with local plants. Hmm. I think um, ayahuasca has done us a great service. Um, I think it chose to move into the West and out of the Amazon and come into Western consciousness. You know, the plants move, as you just said. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, good link there. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah, absolutely. I feel the consciousness of ayahuasca came into the Western mind because we needed it. We needed mm -hmm. to break through out of our really rigid conditioning, you know, that Victorian conditioning that uh, and that kind of like the conditioning of, of the, the kind of the organized churches, the, the, the Catholic church, um, you know, that kind of like really kind of, restricted our, our thought processes and what we believed we, we were. And, uh, and then ayahuasca has, uh, came, has been with us for the last 20, 30 years really, and really opened people up to nature in general. So um, absolutely, I think it's done as a great service. I don't know whether, I, I think there's, there's obviously a kind of like a, a, 
the shadow side of it as well. When you when anything becomes mainstream, and, and you know, it, of course, human consciousness, the shadow side of human consciousness, gets kind of in, entangled within that. And so, there's a lot of problems in that space. I appreciate that. Um, but in terms of just looking at the positive qualities of ayahuasca, it's a very complex plant, and so I think people have misunderstood it. But at the same time, it's really helped a lot of people as well. So, you know, there's, yeah, there, there's two sides to it. And isn't it interesting? Well, I find it interesting that we now have a king that has been talking to his plants, playing music to it, and been banging that, the, the drum of, of the, the, yeah. the essence of, of nature and plants. It's now the head of the, well, it's always been the head of, of the um, Christian church in the and he and he's the bridge, you know he's he's the voice and the and the bridge of, of the understanding and I think that's just I think that's very timely. I mean, obviously, our queen lasted a long, lasted as long as she could, but we've now got this new energy and this new openness of or somebody that's more able to express it because we've been speaking about it for decades, the the importance and of working with with the garden, as he would put it, or with the with the spirit of the garden. Yeah, I mean he's he's got a very kind of, you know, um ecocentric outlook. Um uh, I don't know how much he'll be permitted to speak in that way now that he's on the throne. Um, because, you know, from from what the media kind of put out, it seemed like they were a little bit embarrassed about that, the fact that he spoke to his plants. And so he was kind of a little bit mocked for it. So mm. I'm not sure in how much he'll be able to kind of talk about that anymore. But yeah, absolutely. You know, we um, are becoming more um, aware of the natural world and 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 even up to, yeah, even up to the level of the monarchy. And he, he's done a lot of good in the world in terms of um, pushing the organic movement and, and kind of helping to, people to understand that we can live in much more kind of harmony with nature. So, yeah. I wanted to go back to what you said about the the, the clairvoyance aspect too. Have you seen these divas? Or do you have, when you've been ingesting the substances and fasting for three days, or are you clairvoyant all of the time? Um, I only have to call on my spirit allies and I can see them on the inner planes yes because what what I do is like my my day job <laughs> is that um, I um, have a, a plant spirit team mainly plant spirits uh, other allies as well and um, I have clients I, I clear people's energy fields so um, I have and I do it remotely so um, I have clients all around the world and they come to me if they've got things attached into their energy fields or they've got damage to their energy fields or they kind of can't, uh, they're having trouble, troublesome thoughts or kind of not able to heal properly. And by bringing balance and healing to the energy field, um, just kind of like removing toxicities, removing any attachments and bringing integrity back to our, the auric field, then um, that helps with people to have clearer minds, more energy um it helps with the spiritual development etc so um so in order to do that i spend a lot of time with each of the uh, my plant spirits to find out exactly what they can do within that realm as well and so absolutely you know the the the, the mind the imaginal realm is very important in that how i actually see them will be very different to what how you would see them because they're coming through our own individual filters um, however, there will be commonalities between how we all perceive certain uh, beings because there are um, they, they, they work within a, a bandwidth of frequencies, and so there will be commonalities. However, we're, we're all different. We have different backgrounds, etc. So we'll interpret those frequencies in our own unique well, that's way. That's an interesting way to describe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's um, and so. We have to have, we have to, if, if I'm to be effective in my healing practice, then I have to be able to see because um, what they're doing and, and see how, what they look like. And so otherwise it doesn't, the, the kind of the, the effect of, of what I'm doing isn't as strong. 
you know, we have to, the, uh, us as the observer and us as the conduit, the channel, if you like, for those kind of like um, energies and those healing forces, then that has to, I, if, if, if I can't just kind of, it's not just hit and hope. Mm, yeah, imaginary, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I have to direct it and, and make sure that what, what's happening, I'm, I'm like the conductor of the show, basically. My plant spirit allies do all the work, but I kind of like direct them as to what needs to be done. So I need to be able to see that. And do you see, are they some bigger than you, some small? So how, how, would, how do they appear to you? They're all different. So, you know, um, in the British Isles, we've got a very strong tradition of witches. So some of the plants that have um, that, that the witches work with will carry the energy of the witches quite strongly within their morphogenic field. And so that will kind of come through. And so they'll appear quite witchy to me. Um, others appear as quite, uh, some, some appear like the oak, for example, just appears as this beautiful big kind of column of light. Um, and this, so this is the diva of the plant. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, others will appear, um, some appear as kind of geometric shapes with, of, of light. Um, some appear actually, some, some don't, some work that, there are some plants, spirits, that operate from a very fine frequency. And so in order to kind of come into this realm, they have to almost kind of like produce like um, what they call a telesmic image, which is like this kind of interface. And so that could be anything. So I've got one particular plant spirit who projects this image of a white peacock. And that's so that I can, that's the kind of like the frequencies that it's working with. And so that, so then it can come into that, these lower realms <laughs> The, the, the more dense suit project itself forward yeah like yeah a form. like a portal if you like um so then if i want to call on that kind of spirit i'll just kind of call, bring to mind and through my intention that that image of the white peacock and and that's that's the so i don't need all bell yes absolutely yeah that's my telephone line um okay what i how I teach people to kind of connect themselves in that way. That's quite an advanced way of, of, of working with them. How I teach people to connect and create that direct telephone line themselves is to, when we're working with the plant, every time you meditate with it, every time you take the essence, every time you kind of connect in some way to the plant spirit is how is it making you feel in your body or in your energy field? There'll be a particular frequency or vibration that it will create. So certain what it might be a wavy feeling in your energy field. It might be a feeling of being really grounded and rooted. Um, it might be a really kind of a, a beautiful feeling in one of your chakras. But there will be some consistent um, kind of frequency, what I call a handle, that that you will determine over over a period of time. The more time you spend with that plant the more times you ingest it, there'll be this particular kind of like connection that you will establish. And that's, that's your unique connection to it. So every time you want to call, call on your plant ally or speak to the oak or the hawthorn or whoever it is, mm -hmm. then you, you, you bring to mind and you recreate that frequency in your energy field. And, and it's through that that you will communicate with it. Beautiful, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they say the divas exist between the realms because each chakra is a realm of consciousness. When so, when we die, we go to another realm of consciousness, and the divas exist between the realms. Mm. So, like, like a comb, a comb is always the analogy. They fit together perfectly. Um, Doctor yeah. King actually, he was a, a master of yoga. In the nineteen fifties, there was a huge storm about to hit London, and he um, he saw that many people would die. You know, particularly in basements and things, and uh, so he. He did a ceremony called forth the diva of the storm and called a huge storm diva into his presence said it was quite awe-inspiring and uh gave him the gave it the energy it needed and then the storm broke over the uh in, over the uh thames instead of over london mm, yeah it makes complete sense you know when we work with um property you know i i, I help people to kind of like bring healing and balance to their houses as well and when when i do that I connect into the Davic spirit of that property and find out what's going on. And they tell you what's happened. 
Absolutely. They tell me what's <laughs> going on. And so by bringing balance, then you can change the whole frequency of your home and you're much more healthier. People get less sick. Um, people are just more calm and balanced. So absolutely, that by working with the spirit of place, as well as the spirit of, you know, for me, everything has a consciousness. You can communicate with anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't say, I wouldn't say you're very advanced. I'd say we're all very backward. We should all be we should all be able to do what you're doing. It, it should it's be. Na it's natural. It really is. Yeah. And and actually, my psychic uh, abilities just were just a natural byproduct of working with plants. Mm. I didn't set out to um, become psychic. I was just I was actually just interested in my own healing path. And my I knew I had a lot of issues from childhood. I needed to work through, and the plants, as coupled with a meditation practice. Um, and, and an understanding of consciousness and, and how the mind works, um, you know, that, that really helped me. And, mm. and it, you know, I kind of was, it was really helping me a lot. And, but then a byproduct of that, a side effect was that, oh, I'm actually starting to become quite psychic. I can see like really quite clearly. And so, so yeah, it, it just evolves because the more you cleanse your energy field, the more you deal with your shadow, you bring illumination to your shadow, the more you kind of, um, overcome the the kind of the issues from your childhood and perhaps your other lives, then the more we just become our true selves, the more we just become natural and all of those those um, senses just come online. So as we, we, we've been really fixed to the external world, you know, we've got our five senses that are fixed in the external world, but we've got the exact same five senses internally as well. Mm, so that's exactly we just, what we're told, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they just come online. Yeah, so so you you have that same understanding. It seems we have very similar understandings in our, yeah. in our traditions. Well, there is only one truth. So you've just got to find the commonalities between them. And by exploring as we're exploring here, it just becomes very clear that, you know, some you, you say tomato, I say tomato. Not oh, I do. I say tomato too. But you get my you get my drift. It's uh, it's the same stuff because there is only one truth. And if you're speaking the truth, you just got to to be able to 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 weave it together. And then I I believe in giving that message out, just having this conversation and understanding, like really listening and thinking, well, that fits in there, and how does that fit in? It's suddenly. It suddenly just makes a whole lot of sense. Expands the the the, the language barrier, if you want, because a lot a lot of the words are the things that actually block, or for me, because it, we we understand words in different ways. As you you've just said, you you will see the divas in different ways because it's the way that you, you your neurons work. So you're going to you're going to. Um, get a vibration and get your own slant on that vibration. That's what we all are, different slants of the same truth. Absolutely. It's been really, really interesting for me to, to sit in a room with you and thank you. And I booked for one of your, um, one of your, um, you're in London. I, I actually booked to go on your course and couldn't come at the last moment. So I almost met you in 2015, almost. So it's taken that long to get to to get to now. So, yeah, wow. nice. Well, yeah, but it, it is you know, and in the English language I find we're really limited with with the words. We we don't have we, the English language is very directed to the physical world, whereas you look at like the Celtic, the the kind of the Gaelic languages. Um, the the more spiritual languages, certain forms of Tibetan, obviously Sanskrit, etc. It's much different. The the it's their sacred languages with words that um words that are specifically to describe the unseen realms and more transcendental experiences. That the, the would you give us an example then of a Celtic Celtic word or some Fey word or. I don't. I don't speak Celtic languages. Oh, unfortunately. I was going to say. Yeah, because we often I say know. the English language is very frustrating. Yeah. yeah, but but I would love to be able to, but it would take a long time to learn, and I don't really have the time. But when I was studying um, uh, for my masters in Tibetan Buddhism, I learned about the sacred language of, of in, in Tibet, 
And, you know, where we would have, um, uh, Tibetans have one word, we'd need a whole paragraph in English just to explain that one word. And so it, that really, yeah, it really kind of um, made me realize, oh, wow, I'm quite limited. And then the more I was kind of talking, writing about my experiences, I realized how limited I was. Um, but through living in this land, you know, the, the British Isles, um, you know, I, I, I just heard and learned that, yeah, the Gaelic languages, they come, they come out of the land, they come out of nature. So they're going to be much more kind of in tune with our, with our soul, um, you know, so, yeah. Okay, so if people want to go further with you, they want to do a course with you, perhaps, so you're not running the one in London anymore, but how's the best way people can follow you and connect with you? Oh, thank you. Yeah, so um, I uh, have two websites. Um, one is plantconsciousness.com and the other is naturalesoterics.org. Um, the naturalesoterics.org, you can, they're, they're both connected, but um, the naturalesoterics.org is um, the portal for my courses. I've got a beautiful course coming up called The Inner Essence of the Creative Mind. Um, and uh, that's all about working with this astral light, working on the inner planes um, to to build structures and forms that help us to connect to nature. Um, but then I run in-person plant diets that uh, during the summer months as well. Okay, so there's a newsletter people can sign up for or Instagram yeah. or yeah, I guess you're on all of these. Yeah. We'll put all links in the show notes so if anyone wants to go there, they can go. And if people want to learn more about the Ethereus Society, ethereus.org, or also uh, if you wanted to practice the 12 blessings, that might, some, might be something you might be interested in uh, because you could feel the energy flowing and uh, and you, you're one of the people being thanked in that. So you should mm, definitely practice I'm, it. Yeah. I'm very interested now. Thank you. Yeah. 12blessings.org, the uh, number being numerical, is a good place to start. Anything I missed, Deborah? Probably, but I can't think what it is. All right, lovely. Well, thanks so much for coming, Emma. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, thank you so much for asking me. It's a, a real pleasure. All right, take care. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye now.